You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Solon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. So Netflix has a great lineup for September. There are a bunch of good shows and movies on the way. Um, We picked the top six Netflix shows you're going to need to watch in September. But before that, it's time to have a little chat about He's All That. Uh, The new Netflix movie premiered today, Friday, August 27th. We both watched the movie. movie. Uh, Cody, what did you think? I mean, if we're talking about shows to watch and skip, I feel like this one definitely could fall in the latter category. Like, it's not one that anyone needs to go, like, racing to watch on Netflix. It's definitely one that I feel like plays up those classic, like, rom-com cliches to the max. Like, it's very much like you have to be a fan of this genre to enjoy this movie. And you just kind of have to let go with logic and just, like, recognize, embrace it for what it is. Because it definitely just loves latching on to those things from, like, the best friend turned frenemy to, like, the whole... It's just it's all of those tropes you're used to with like a rom-com and so you just kind of have to brace it i think its biggest downfall for me is addison ray as the lead i know this is her first acting role but it's just like some of the parts like i feel like we're supposed to have like a big impact and like emotional moments kind of fell flat like it just didn't like and almost like you know how kristen stewart people used to say like she had one emotion at times in certain movies like to me it felt like that so i don't know i feel like she could be like the weak spot of this movie but if you love the genre, I think you enjoy the movie. It's just no, you know, nothing to write home about. Yeah, that's fair. I think there were times, um, sorry, when Addison was good, or I think that's fair, which she was good. Tanner Buchanan, I liked it. I believed them. I think the problem I had was like, the movie was like almost too self-aware. Like it was like really trying to play up like the like ridiculousness of like the TikTok and high school kids these days or whatever. And it just didn't, like that never resonated. It never felt real where like, if you look at like the original movie, she's she's all that. Like it felt weird, but also like it wasn't like that far stretched from like reality, I guess. But this movie just felt it just never really like got there to the point for me where I was like into the story or the characters or anything. It wasn't like the worst movie I've ever seen. So that's a positive. And it wasn't it was better than the Kissing Booth 3. The pacing was OK. 
weird a little weird though like i uh, i don't know if it ever the moments like you mentioned ever really hit like that they're supposed to and that's kind of like you know when you watch like a like a teen romantic comedy like it always hits the certain beats and i feel like that it tried to like literally the moments that you were expecting to happen happened but it never got like it was so surface level that it was just like this happened and then like here we go we're on to the next thing there was a few things that i also <laughs> it was funny too because like like the only thing that was wrong with the Tanner Buchanan's character was that he had like a, a bad haircut and bad clothes. Once like once they did that, like he was completely fixed, like in the first quarter of the movie fixed, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes right now. But he was like very good at photography. He apparently knew like martial arts. I could go on. Yeah, I, I think it's that one felt like very like strange. Like, OK, he's into photography. He's a cowboy. He's also apparently a ninja. Is that one like fight scene? <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't seem I don't know. Just it felt very like weird to me. Like you kind of said, like, I don't know the whole the concept alone is like one of those interesting things, like taking someone like even in the original, like Rachel Lee Cook, like she wasn't like she was still like a beautiful girl, like all she had was glasses and overalls and it's like oh that's the big thing it's like those little changes like i don't know the concept still is one of those interesting things but i guess like speaking of her she did come back and i feel like they almost underutilized her a little bit like i thought she'd have like more of a presence and she just mm-hmm. can, like would pop up from time to time with like random 30 second scenes yeah i was wondering like if like when they did they try to write her in more and she was like no i only want to like work these days and like i'll do a few scenes and then out because like i i thought that she was like one of the best parts of the movie if not the best part of the movie and she was in it for like five minutes maybe maybe longer the last scene no spoilers but the last scene that she was in i really enjoyed i really enjoyed that part of it and i wish that it was like more self-aware with like the original movie and less self-aware with like playing up this weird fake world of tiktok stars and i was i almost turned it off in the first with the pop star kid started dancing and was doing i almost turned it off i was like okay this, i cannot do this yeah the the croaking bush thing like that just felt like so <laughs> random like throwing a like that just seems but i know in moment you're talking about yeah i think that was probably like one of the with rachel lee cook like it was a fun little nod to like the original movie i wish they had Mm -hmm. more of those like moments kind of sprinkled in maybe there are and i just missed them because it's been a while since i've seen the original movie but i feel like that one was definitely that end scene you talked about was i think like a special thing so it does have something for fans of like that the first movie like there is a little nod to it which is kind of nice yeah and then the i don't know if it's technically product placement or just like <laughs> internal branding but very the emphasis on the 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 brands was very interesting um i don't know any other thoughts before we move on yeah it was <laughs> That was so jarring, the brand like thing. Like, <laughs> oh, we're at a party. Oh my God, they have Pizza Hut. Can I take some KFC home? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Yeah. So, like, randomly plugged in. I'm like, this doesn't seem like, I don't know, like teen party food. Like, they just would have buckets of KFC sitting at the tables, which the girl does grab like <laughs> a moment points. Yeah. That's why I was like, is this a, re- I can't, I kept asking myself throughout the movie, is this a reference to something? Like, am I missing the joke? And maybe I did. Maybe I missed all of the jokes, but. that's i agree it felt it felt weird definitely though i I think that people will check it out i think that there's no doubt that this will probably be like the number one movie on netflix over the weekend just because it has some pretty big names and i mean it's from based on a well-known movie so i guess should we jump in and talk about some netflix shows yeah there's no better way to pivot from a show we say skip to the ones we're really excited about exactly so we'll get to that in one minute 
Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Ready for an out of the world experience? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that's just taken off and not only in the United States, but also in Canada, the UK, all across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and in Singapore. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Reefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. All right, so we put these in order from uh, when they're released on Netflix. So the first big one is the Friday before Labor Day, and that's Money Heist Season 5 Part 1. We learned the release date for this one quite a while ago now. I can't remember when it was actually announced, but it's been a really long time since Season 4 premiered. But I think that I think everyone's going to like this one. Yeah, I feel like this is a really good one to start like the month. Um, and this is a stacked month. Like There's a lot of big... After like, a quiet August on the originals front, Like September's got a lot to look forward to. And I think this is going to be nice. It'll be interesting to see since it's Part 1, and we know they're not going to make us wait too long for part two. So I think that's going to help. So I'll be curious is like what kind of cliffhanger they end on that they kind of use to tee up that second half. Because I feel like there's always when they do these in batches, like there's something big that happens on that final episode that kind of tees up the second half. Yeah. So the first, I think this season is different than all the other seasons of Money Heist so far. So like you said, they're, they're splitting this one into two parts. This is five episodes. I, and I think the other seasons were eight episodes total. So we're getting like, you know, almost three quarters of a full season and and then we're going to have, I think I'm counting the months, September to October, three months, I think, between um, season five, part one and season five, part two, which is going to be on December 3rd, 2021. So we've got a little bit of time in between to see what's going to happen. But uh, this is we've talked about this a little bit, but it's just how uh, it'll be interesting to see how this works for Netflix because they usually have a longer gap between part one and part two when they split a season like this. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting just to see how Netflix continues to do these interesting releases, like how they're rolling out stuff. Cause I feel like that's a perfect spot to talk about like the next show on our list, which is the circle season three comes September 8th, which is way earlier than we anticipated. Like this is going to be the first time we'll get two seasons of the circle in one year. And I feel like this could be like a really big game changer for Netflix. Like if this works well, could they start doing two cycles of some of their popular reality shows? Like, twice a year kind of like what we see with like the bachelor bachelorette franchise on abc yeah i think that that would be like best case scenario and i think the circles one that it seems like it requires like less production than like say a love is blind where a lot of time like passes between you know the start of filming and the end and they have to do a lot of different things moving them into the apartments and stuff like that like in a circle you kind of they kind of just show up before get a little run through of how things work and then they can really jump in and go for it and i think that most of I don't know the schedule for their filming, but it's not a very long period of time. Like it's it, it, maybe a couple of weeks. And so when they do that, like you can definitely produce more seasons of that than you can of like, say, I don't know, Stranger Things. So like you could definitely roll this out at least twice a year. You could do it more. I think the the cool thing is that, is that uh, we've seen Netflix is pushing really hard into the reality space with like this like major casting call um, that they announced, I think last month where, or was that earlier this month? I don't know, time. But uh, the, but basically, it, they've already renewed the Circle 
for season four and season five. So more to more good news. And I guess while we were talking about the weird release schedules, the circle season three, I think is coming out. I don't know if they've confirmed it, but probably three or four weeks. Like we'll get new episodes spread across three or four weeks or something like that. Yeah, I think they said they're going to do the same thing where they're going to do like the episodic batches. I don't know how many episodes we're going to get. Like, I know, I think it was like right. three or four with season two. They kind of released them over a couple weeks. I think it works for a show like that. Like it draws it out, gives them something to talk about throughout the month instead of just dropping it all at once. And especially since this is a month that has so many shows coming out, it gives fans like there's something new coming, not just on the you know entire new seasons, but they can keep up with the circle throughout the month kind of with when it's debuting. Because I think it probably, if they stretch it out right, like it could go all all of September, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, at least through the end of September, um, maybe even into October, if they do another week for like a special reunion or something like that, I'm not sure what's planned. But I, I like this this release format for Netflix. It When they can like write it in with like a reality show or even, I mean, if they did it for scripted dramas and stuff, that when you can write in those like weird, the twists or something at the like episode three or episode four to like get people to come back and watch the next week or to like, I don't know, give something for people to talk about for a week leading up and get them excited for like the next batch of episodes or start to let the people get a little bit excited about something. So I don't know, I guess. So the circle is September 8th. We don't have a lot of time between that. And then the big release of September, I think is Lucifer season six. And that's on September 10th. It really clicked with me yesterday or not yesterday, two days ago when Netflix announced the full September list, uh, that this is the last time that we'd see like a Lucifer new release. Like, I I don't know. It hasn't really hit me that this is the final season until I saw that on there. And it said Lucifer final season. It was like, Oh, I'll never see another, you know, release list with Lucifer on it. And that was weird. Yeah. No, (laughs) that's like, I hadn't really thought about that. It is. It's, it's always hard when a show like ends, like it doesn't really hit you. And I feel like it Mm -hmm. is harder with like, a Netflix show because like when you've got a final season of a series airing on like a broadcast network like they promote it all you know all throughout the season you know it's building towards things you know how many episodes it's kind of like you have like a gradual period to say goodbye but with a yeah. streaming show it's like the episodes are all going to drop at once you're binge through it and then it's like oh that's <laughs> it like there will be no more and that's like so strange to me like to think this is really it it's definitely I feel like has to be the biggest show of September like I know it's probably gonna it's gonna break into that number one spot the minute it drops probably will hold there for a while and I just I think fans are going to be excited I'm curious to see what the reaction is to this season because whenever you have an ending it's always like polarizing like you look at Game of Thrones and how much conversation that created and so I'll be really curious to see how fans react to the ending of this one yeah that's always the fun part about finales is like you can't please everyone or all fans like you have like some fans who like want the show to go on forever so like any ending is like not going to be good enough and then if you try to do something different you can kind of i don't know make people upset who've watched the whole time and like maybe the, it, it doesn't feel true to the characters or something like that i'm not saying this is what's going to happen with lucifer i i think they'll stick the landing it is weird though with what happened with lucifer how they kept getting you know, it was going to end after season five, then, oh, we're going to give them six more episodes. And then, oh, wait, that's not enough. We're going to do another 10. And it makes you wonder a little bit about like the finale then is like, what is this season? Is it part? I think that they've said it's all part of like the original arc that they envisioned, but it's just changed so much over the years because of all the cancellations and stuff like that. And that's why this feels a little bit different because it's like if a show goes all the way through and then just ends, which is
which has happened to a number of Netflix shows. Yeah, it's like a bummer. But with Lucifer, it just feels like such like the roller coaster ride is like finally coming to an end. Does it feel like that to you too? Yeah, I mean, it really is a fair assessment. And I think that's what's made this season like weird. Like it, I, I can't even help but question it myself because it's like we did think season five was going to be his last. And then all of a sudden the whispers came and it was like, no, it's not happening. Then of course they did work out the new deals and then they made season six a thing. And, and so I feel like whenever something like that happens and there's the back and forth of like, is this actually the last season? It's natural like fans to question like, is this it like for real this time? Because <laughs> yeah. like especially with Lucifer, I feel like they went heavy on promoting season five as the last season for a bit. And then once yeah. they realized it wasn't going to be, they kind of stopped that marketing plan and switched into like, no, there's another season. So it's just been like a weird roller coaster ride. Like you said, I'm going to miss it though. Like this has been a favorite of mine from its Fox days. And so I was mm. so happy Netflix saved this one. I'm not ready to say goodbye to it. I know. I am I'm not, I was not a fan of the original show. I mean, I wasn't a fan because I watched it. I literally just didn't watch it. I didn't really know that much about it until Netflix saved it. And now I'm a fan. I love the show. It's great. And it's a bummer that it's ending. I always hate that feeling that you get after the show ends. It's like you need like something to fill the void, but like nothing. It's like an emptiness and you can't find something. I'm not ready for that in two weeks. Uh, but I guess I, we'll move on. We'll, we'll we'll talk about Lucifer again before it comes out and probably after. We'll probably do the uh, preview and then uh, a little reaction to it later in September. But uh, the next show after Lucifer is Sex Education Season 3, and that's coming September 17th. Um, I don't want to spoil anything because I feel like that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who still haven't watched the show but you should if you haven't watched it i don't know i think that people will be really excited about this one this is another show that got really really massively delayed because of the pandemic so i think that we saw season two in early 2020 and then they were supposed to start filming like right after and then you know we all know what happened Yeah, I feel like this is one that fans have been waiting for. It's another one that like people have been waiting a while for, like you said. And I was, I think it was like a pleasant surprise when they announced it was coming in September. Um, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's easy to time out like some of these other shows, like, you know, around like the season generally to talk. But I feel like Sex Education was one that was so up in the air. And so knowing that it's coming um, and it's just like, again, part of like the stack lineup. I mean, like there's every week really like Netflix is just like bringing a fan show. It's it's almost like, will they dethrone the previous show? Like and say, <laughs> that number one spot or like is there going to be a battle of the originals going on all september i know that's the one thing about i feel like that lucifer season six had it been released like august 1st i don't know if there's anything that's come out or will come out in august that would have like bumped it but the rest of september is kind of stacked with sex education um and some of the other shows we're going to talk about and i mean into october like we don't know what's on the way but like there was a real chance and i guess there still is honestly that lucifer could be on the on the top 10 list for you know and push the record i can't remember what the record actually is but i I think sex education will be right up there with lucifer i I think that people will be really excited to watch this finally i think this is another one that because of they maybe could have got things going earlier but i think that because they have such a big cast and like when you film at like a school to make it seem like an actual school you can't like do the riverdale thing that they did in like the early part of the pandemic when they started filming and have like what did they do they had the um mannequins in the crowd like when they did the graduation thing and stuff like that that like I don't think that sex education is going to do anything like this so I think that's why it took so long I'm hoping it's renewed I think that with all these shows too that Netflix has delayed like massively that like hopefully they've already got the next season in the works or else we're going to have to wait another really long time between I just I don't I don't know how I never heard the Riverdale story like I am like 
I never knew they used mannequins in some of the scenes. I can't get over that now. I'm just like, I, I need to go back and rewatch the episodes. I can't remember where I heard that. I hope that I didn't just like make that up. But I thought that I heard, I saw it on Twitter that someone said like, yeah, they used, I think it was someone who was praising like Lily Reinhardt's uh, speech uh, that she gave at the graduation. Cause they were like, there was no one in the audience to like play off of. Like it was like, she wasn't really giving a speech to anyone. She just had to really act, you know? Um, I think that that was it. I can't remember who said it though. It's genius. <laughs> like it's definitely like yeah. a creative way to work. I mean, and we saw that with like Lucifer. I know they mentioned like how for some of the luck scenes, they pieced mm-hmm. together like footage of old crowds, to, like make it look like there were people in the backgrounds and all that. So, I mean, definitely the creativity of like this season and the way shows have had to pivot has been interesting, but now I need to go back and rewatch that episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, Riverdale is back too. You can watch that on Wednesdays on the CW and Thursdays on Netflix, non-US. I guess the next show on the list, those Dear White People season four, that premieres September 22nd. This is another one that was massively, massively delayed. I think that you and I, when we had talked last time, we both had this as a 2022 release on our list. So I guess pleasantly surprised that it's coming out now. Yeah, and this one, isn't this, I feel like, is this the one that Netflix just announced is going to be like a musical final season or something different? Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know if it's a musical episode or a musical final season, but it's like, yeah, they're doing a full full musical thing. So the extended break, they got a little creative because I think, yeah, this is a final season. So they're really pushing, pushing the envelope. Is that an expression? I think so. They're going for it this year. Yeah, and it's interesting again to see like two pretty popular shows like ending in the same month. I think that's interesting to see Netflix doing kind of, I do think it's smart. We've got like, what, two weeks between the two. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see um, how that one, if they can stick the ending to, like we said with Lucifer, how they kind of wrap things up. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, Another one I'm not going to spoil, but you can watch all three seasons before it comes out next month. This is the next one. And this is our final pick. And it's the one I'm probably other than Lucifer and sex education, I guess that I'm most excited for. And it's uh, midnight mass. It comes out September 24th. You can pretty much consider this The Haunting Season 3. It's not Hill House. It's not Blind Manor. It's the next one. They took the shows, the, they took The Haunting Twitter accounts and social media over and made it Midnight Mass. So I think The Haunting Season 3 is not happening. Midnight Mass is now its place. Are you going to watch this one? I know you're not a horror fan. Yeah, this one's definitely not going to be on my watch list. I just don't do <laughs> horror. Like, I'm not a fan of that genre in general. Like, I scare easily. So it's like, I'm like, I don't torture myself by like shows that are designed to like, give you you know terrors and nightmares and all that it's just i know it's gonna be a hit like for netflix i know like the haunting franchise was definitely huge for netflix this is definitely i think it's gonna be with it releasing right before october too like it's perfect to get ahead of the halloween rush uh, as we enter like the october which is of course always traditionally the month we see those bigger horror movies and shows start to drop so i feel like this one's definitely netflix is setting it up i almost thought this one would come in october maybe uh maybe like the first like official friday of october or something like that but i think getting it out ahead is actually like a smart strategy for this one yeah that's what i thought too i had like i think in my release date prediction post i had like early october but getting ahead of it and just getting it out so people can watch it. You know, I know that people start looking for Halloween movies and shows like now. So um, get this one out there. I forgot to say what it's about. So it's Mike Flanagan who uh, did, I think, Gerald's Game, Hush, Doctor Sleep, and then The Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. And it's about a remote island. So I think they filmed out like off the coast somewhere, Vancouver, British Columbia-ish. And it's about like a small town. And after like a, a, a new priest arrives in the town, like 
some miraculous things start happening, but like, is everything happening real? Is it fake? Is it nightmare inducing stuff? I don't know, but I'm ready for it. I haven't, I, I need to see this one ASAP. So I hope that September 24th comes soon enough. I know it will, because we're going to be super busy with all of the shows that we've mentioned already. Any, I guess, I know your number one is Lucifer. What would be number two, do you think? The Circle? Yeah, definitely The Circle for me. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to season three. This is one, like, I just love that show. Like, I, when it comes to reality, it's quickly become one of my favorites. And so I'm excited that we've got another season to dive into. I know. I don't, I was trying to think what's number two for me. Mm, it's either Sex Education or Midnight Mass, but I love The Circle too. I can't wait to see the new season. And what, it seems like The Circle, they, uh, going off topic a little bit, but like The Circle, it seems like that they're in a, in position to where like they can start to introduce like new wrinkles switch things up on the contestants that maybe they weren't able to do. Like people are going in in season two, like with much more of a strategy. Uh, I assume the same thing will happen in season three. And I wonder, can the producers kind of flip it, flip the game somehow to like switch things up? I don't know. I'll be excited to see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. So I guess just before we wrap to recap, so you've got Money High season five, part one coming September 3rd, their circle season three coming September 8th, Lucifer season six drops September 10th, sex education season three on September 17th. Dear White People Season 4 is coming September 22nd. And then closing out the month on our list is Midnight Mass on September 24th, which I feel like, like you said, that's a really solid six. Like, I'm impressed that all those are coming in one month. I know. This is like, is do you think it's bigger than July? Because July, we got um, Virgin River, Atypical, Never Have I Ever, Outer Banks. I'm missing one, I think, but I can't remember what it is. And then I think this month is actually better. Is that is that bad? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually shocked. You know, your Outer Banks love, <laughs> I thought for sure would give July the win. So uh, here's my thinking. I think Outer Banks is... As good as any of the shows on here, probably better for me. But I would say Lucifer and Outer Banks cross each other out. And then I think if you just go down the line, Money Heist, The Circle, Sex Education, Dear White People in Midnight Mass is probably better than Virgin River, Atypical, Never Have I Ever. That's my that's my thinking. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that, I feel like that's a perfect hot take to end the episode too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. We are officially out of time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.